Tampa Bay Buccaneers are Super Bowl 55 champions, led by Tom Brady. And that's it, it's over. This historic 2020 NBA championship belongs to the Los Angeles Lakers. Hello and welcome everybody. Episode 34 of For Future Considerations, the first outdoor edition of For Future Considerations where we are here. Uh, I'm Matt, Manny, Beller's here as well because newer outdoors. (laughs) He knows the coolers right over there. You didn't have to, you didn't have, in fact, you didn't ask me. I invited my, I, I was low on beer at home, man, so I'm like, uh, Tuesday night, my wife says, where are you going? Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. Bell back again. Yes, How sir. are you doing, Beller? Well, I healed up since I had that little tilt. Uh, oh, no, no, I've not fallen off my bike recently with uh, Manny's dog and I had, <laughs> we, we, we had a, I'm just glad it's not like a pit bull, man. It, it, that's one tough shit suit. Yes. I, I get oh, home, yeah. my wife's like, like you're bleeding. What I, I got into? No, just bit. recording the show, honey. That's yeah. <laughs> he's the number one centerman for the Florida Panthers right now. So. Yeah. <laughs> and John just got in from shoveling the driveway up in Marketdale. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going up there, Rashad? It's good. We broke 20 degrees this week. Oh, oh man, Celsius or Fahrenheit? <laughs> we're, we're, we're bumping on 30 down here. So nice. Yes. Yeah, it's beautiful down here. A beautiful day for uh, for the next couple of days we got coming, I guess, forecast-wise. So. All week's supposed to be really yeah, nice, Yeah, yeah. Right? Manny's already posting pictures on his Instagram of working in the office and his patio set outside with a Shh. soccer on TV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I can't wait for the Euro to start. Why do, why do these playoff games have to start so late Let's in the day? Where's the afternoon games? So so we're in a we're in a meeting today at, at work, and uh, my supervisor kind of stops mid-sentence, and he He's, he's, is that, somebody got like some sound happening in the background and I had some guys that were cutting the, the lawn around me and stuff so I put myself on mute he says no no it's still there I said, he says it's, it sounds like it's like hockey sticks banging together or something I said Kevin no the games don't start till 7 today. come on <laughs> I'd have had them on already you know that yeah. We got to wait till 7 o'clock for those games. Unbelievable. Hey, did you guys watch the Preakness? You're into the horse racing I did. on the weekend? I did. Great race. Rumbauer coming in strong out of nowhere and takes off the uh, the leaders. Um, two of them right out front and, and wins it at 11 to 1. Nice, did you win nice money? Payday. No, I didn't. I So I followed our guys at racingdudes.com. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't sent them an email yet, but they screwed me out of $3. Oh, no. So I'm expecting they, an invoice. They couldn't get past the bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> Midnight Bourbon, right? That's right. I was looking at uh, I was looking at Midnight Bourbon uh, to win that one, and they had a couple of uh, of Baffert horses in the mix. So I said, "Well, I'm gonna if if they think it's gonna pull off, I'm gonna win some money." Hey, look at the bright but, side. You're not gonna have to worry about your Baffert uh, horses uh, come the Belmont. No, <laughs> maybe yeah. ever again. Maybe ever again. Though you know what? It's uh, <laughs> I, uh, I I was. <laughs> At the beginning, thrilled to hear this story, and now it, it's kind of lost its luster on me already. He's a goofball. He's he's you know jacking up these horses. He's getting banned from all these races. But it's all the I'm stories a, too about oh the, oh, the it, peeing and somebody the peed on the hay and, <laughs> and they ate the hay. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's it's yeah. embarrassing yeah. for the sport. And and I've I've turned my entire thinking on this guy as he is like horse racing's little little secret. A little skeleton in the closet, 
And now that he's out, I think the whole industry is going to turn on him. So Baffert has been suspended from entering horses in the Belmont Stakes. I'm sure you saw that on our social mm. media podcast, FFC. My question, and maybe John has the same question, is will this guy be banned for life? Like, just because the guys in, what is it, New York banned him from Belmont doesn't mm. mean he's banned from Kentucky, right? Well, he has been banned in Kentucky. He's been banned at Belmont, so next year, let's just say this holds for a year. Who knows how long this is? It could it be up six months, they do a test, and they're like, oh, no, he's fine, forget it. So, like, as of right now, he can't enter a horse in the Derby. He couldn't enter a horse in the Belmont. The Preakness is the most loosely interesting race in Maryland. The, right? whole, the, three, the, whole, yeah. the yeah. whole sport is pretty loosely governed. Yeah, I mean, this is this is an unbelievable opportunity for the sport of horse racing to clean itself up from, again, what we always, you know, <laughs> nobody really knows what's going on and, and all of that, and, and for him to kind of jump into, you know, uh, how does this happen to me, and why is this happening to me? And I don't trust, the, but like you know, buddy, you're the trainer. Like that's that's your horse, right? Let's like like me trying to explain. Oh, I don't know how one of my kids that's you know <laughs> three years old got their hand on on drugs. Oh, somebody must have walked by yeah, and, yeah, and rubbed yeah. lotion on him. You know, yeah. stop. Yeah. Like, okay, Buffalo Bill, relax. <laughs> so I, I I don't know at this point. I don't see it them just lifting those for no reason if they do then that just shows it that could be, they're not really that concerned it could be the end of uh, old white here bobby bafford uh, you think cheater cheater pumpkin eater. you got to think of the same same guy i mean once twice but i mean it's just way too many times huh? yeah, five times now we're shot did you win money at the preakness um i did a poor a pair of poor run of betting actually because i bet on the uh, the two favorites and i bet on them to uh, both win and then to show so they both showed, but then because of my uh, poor betting on them to win, I ended up coming out $2 behind. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to pick one horse and just ride or die. Well, the, um, who, was the other, who was the other Bafford horse that finished ninth? That had um, the concert tour, concert right? Tour. Was yeah. the, and yeah. they were the favorite, right, Rashad, by the end of the day? Yeah, that's right. Or, or I Cole, think Cole favorites. Yeah, Close. I think yeah. Uh, I think Midnight Bourbon on the line while they were five were heading up to the to uh, the gate jumped over, but yeah, and then uh, and then Midnight Bourbon finished second, and and uh, Rumbauer came in and stole the show. So Matt, out of all of this, though, you're saying you don't believe Baffert, so you're telling me you've never been jacked up in steroids and stopped <laughs> by a, by a horse stable and just gone to the bathroom in a horse's stall before? Oh, Not look, that he can John, remember. I mean, look. <laughs> All right, we've all we've all done things, you know. I I went to Humber College. It's right by Woodbine. Yeah, uh, I mean, hey, I went to Humber too, but I left after you, I, and I I didn't go over to Woodbine. <laughs> you didn't have to urinate in a stall at Woodbine. I couldn't go back to three because for year three because I went to Woodbine too much. I couldn't afford it. So. <laughs> Uh, well, we want to say thanks to everyone who reached out on social media and uh, by email as well to let us know how much they like the Jared Maidens interview on the OT, celebrating the 10th anniversary of his goal to give the Owen Sound Attack their first OHL championship. Yeah, a lot of feedback. That's right, John. And our thanks to Jared for joining us on the show again. If you missed it, go back, have a listen. And by the way, you can follow Jared at Maidens 
hockey development in the Niagara as well. Yeah, and uh, Manny, you guys did a great job on the Rogers TV Gray County oh, thanks, broadcast man. with uh, with everybody. You had uh, Doctor Severs on, you had Dale DeGray, the players, Fred Wallace. Like it was, it was great. So if you get a chance, I'm assuming that's on YouTube still, or the it's Rogers on YouTube and the Rogers. I, site. I had to take a second glance. I was a young looking Manny Pava, right? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> back I'm in 2011. Yeah. <laughs> You and Rico up there, just oh, yeah. I'm telling, I'm I'm amazed that the line out the door wasn't just the uh, for the concessions. If you haven't seen the video, go online. It's a great, uh, uh, great video, great tribute. I re- particularly like the Zoom call where the players were chirping each other. Yeah, um, yeah, as part of the special. So uh, if you can uh, watch it. Uh, online, it's called Attack Rap Special. I'm sure you can find it. Yeah, it's great. And again, for for anybody that's listening, make sure that you're sending us hot takes, feedback by email as well for future considerations at gmail.com. The social media is Podcast FFC on Twitter and Instagram for future considerations on Facebook. Ton of stuff on social media being updated faster than ESPN. So that's <laughs> if you really want to get your news, it's Podcast FFC. And as you heard, we are uh, welcoming back the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Steve Bell. And so on the show today, I have a few questions uh, for Rapid Fire, but I really want to focus on our NHL playoff predictions, how far the Leafs will go and who you guys will think will win the Cup. Every team feels like we got a shot at this. Welcome to the Stanley Cup Playoffs. And we're going to save the North Division for last, so let's start in the East which got started first in the postseason. The Islanders went against the Penguins and then the Bruins versus the Capitals. Um, who is winning these two series and that division, do you guys think? Uh, for me, uh, you know, to do this a little bit later on in the series, obviously there's a, a big change and a big question mark in the, the Boston-Washington series. Did somebody score? What was that? <laughs> <laughs> Feller's got to go home. No. So. <laughs> Don't believe it. It was my wife. She knows where I am. Stop. That's why she's calling, right? Yeah. Uh, Bruins Capital Series. I mean, uh, however long the Capitals goaltender is is out is going to determine that series. I mean, Craig Anderson was was pretty solid coming in game two. One great or game one wasn't great in game two. Um, you know, if you're going to match just by goaltenders between him and Tuukka Rask, I mean, there's there's not much of a contest there. So I think that plays into it for the most part. I would have picked Washington at the beginning of the series, so I'll stick with Washington. And I'm going with the Islanders on the other side. Ooh. Beller, what do you got? Uh, I mean, that, that Boston-Washington series, you take a look at it. Either one of those teams could win the Stanley Cup, and somebody's going to be gone next mm-hmm. week. Uh, you know, I, I kind of like Boston, and I think mainly due to the goaltending, if Tuka Rask can stay healthy and stay on, I, I think that is really one of the keys. But it's a series that could go either way, and, and I, I can see it going the full the full seven. I, I kind of like Boston there. and Although the Penguins, you know, they dropped the opening game of the series, and... Um, Malcolm will wait and see if he where he ends up playing into this thing. But I'll stick with the Penguins. They they are the number one seed, but they're finding out every time we see the Islanders. Uh, you know, trots they seem to get things done, mm-hmm. and, and they work so hard uh, that uh, they can surprise a lot of people. But I, it's not going to be an easy series. But but I like Pittsburgh to come out of there. Yeah, Sweet Lou uh, looks like a genius again, getting Kyle Palmieri right oh, at the what? trade deadline. And, and, and the game winner. I mean, yeah. nobody's stopping it. He's from me to you, and we're pretty close here. And he tucks mm-hmm. it in the top. That's that's a goal that not many play, 
players score. Yeah, I still like the Penguins to win that series, even though they lost the opener. I just think when you have Sidney Crosby, like he's one of the better players in the entire world, you got to give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, I I think Bavillier and Barzell look great from mm-hmm. an Islanders perspective. Um, I just think Pittsburgh just has enough to get by the Islanders. I want to pick Washington, too, for the same reason with Ovechkin. But no Lars Eller, mm-hmm. no Kuznetsov, no uh, the goaltenders Samsonov are, or yeah, yeah. Vanasek. Yeah. And now you got Craig Anderson. What happens if he gets hurt? you got to pull a Zamboni driver yeah, yeah, or sure. something like that. That right? goes well for some teams. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'm going to go Boston. Okay. Um, and as much as it pains me to say that as a Montreal Canadiens fan, yeah. I'm going to go Boston to win that division, too. Yeah, I, I've got the Bruins coming out of that division, too. And, I mean, it, that division in particular, uh, you, you can throw a you know a blanket over them. Like the Bruins could be knocked out next week, or they mm-hmm. could possibly win the Stanley Cup. But I've, I've got the I've got the Boston Bruins coming out of there. Yeah, I, I would suspect between those two series that uh, Bruins Capitals, I, I would have picked the winner of that one to win the division. And I said Washington don't feel great about it, so I'll say the Islanders. I, I think their depth, uh, the way that they play as kind of a shutdown, lockdown system. I think they've proven throughout this year, obviously playing within their division all year, that they can do a pretty good job of locking some of these big name players down. You got your old on sound, Spitfire uh, and, Josh Bailey. Yeah, 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 yeah and he's God. been outstanding. He didn't score the overtime winner and screwed me on the Bucci <laughs> overtime <laughs> challenge. But, <laughs> but I'll, I'll, I'll let it roll. No, I, I, I like the Islanders. I like the way they play. I like you know the the four lines, three sets of D. The, the goaltending is is not the best in the league, but I don't think it has to be in the system that they run. And and I think Barry Trotz is an outstanding coach. So I'll take the Islanders coming out of that uh, for for the money. So you got Islanders over Washington. Yes. Rashad, what do you've got? Um, I have the Penguins in that series against the Islanders. I just never bet against Sid. And um, I think I have the Bruins over the Capitals, and I have the Penguins winning that division. Okay, here we go. It's going to be so strange, you know, and it's, it's like this every year. I mean, it's, you know, you play the regular season, it's nothing. You get into the playoffs. But the way a few of these first series have started, mm-hmm. from a physical, and not only physical, but nasty. Like, you know, a few cheap shots, some hits from behind, whatever. It's going to be, a, I think, a big thing is what team can stay healthy. I mean, it's like that a lot. But, you know, over the next four, five, six weeks, there's going to be some injuries, some key injuries, some guys banged up or playing, you know, somewhat hurt. The team that can stay the healthiest, uh, maybe the team, the last man standing. That's right, John. Like in the Central Division in particular, right? Yeah, where the Panthers are taking on the Lightning and the Hurricanes are taking the taking on the Predators. Um, who do you guys have for those two series? Like I think the Florida Panthers Tampa Bay Lightning series. That game one oh. was <laughs> unreal. Some of the best hockey I've seen they, in absolutely. a long, they long more time. They were fans there than I've ever seen at a Panther game <laughs> since they were throwing rats on the ice yes. and Eddie jo- and Eddie Jovanovski was on the blue line. That's right. But, I mean, they said they let in however many twelve thousand or something like that. They never drew four thousand before, <laughs> and they're throwing rats on the ice yeah, again. Yeah. They are it's right? great. Like I really want to pick Florida there, but I. Yeah, you know, like Hoobie Dooby Doo looked really good. He had mm-hmm. three points in the opener. Like he put the team on his back. Uh, but yeah, you guys surprised they made a goaltending change here. Bobrovsky out game two. They're making a you know, and I know they almost split, 
during the regular, the regular season. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think Quenville's looking for trying to find s- a spark, right? Like, uh, but I still like Tampa Bay. They're like. Kucherov looks like he's well, you take the normal year off. again. Hey, yeah. hey, show up for the party. It's like me showing up for the beer. Yeah. <laughs> Stamp, Stamkos looks good, too. Um, I really like... I, I'm going to go with Tampa Bay, even though I like Florida. And I think Carolina's going to pull away against... Um, Nashville. against Nashville. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I think that, that Carolina-Nashville series is probably the most... Uneven uh, of any of the first round yeah. series, I, I think Carolina is outstanding uh, and and really impressed with uh, the way they played in Game One. That Panthers Lightning series is interesting, and and I say that in many more le- uh, you know including levels that you guys had, have talked about already. But we had said even said on the podcast when um, when Ekblad went down that they were toast. And since then, they haven't been. And there's a bit of a, you know, Panthers versus everybody, kind of nobody outside this room believes us mentality. And those are tough to play against. If everybody's buying in, and if Quinville's using that, and you're seeing some depth scoring, you're seeing, you know, one goaltender plays one night, the other plays another, they both play well. You build off that, like you see a pitching staff kind of go, go on a roll three, four games after each starter has a really good, good matchup. I would take the Lightning in this one. Because that they're a hard team to to bet against. You never really bet against the champs, but the the Panthers, I think, uh, I give them full props for uh, for the season that they've had so far. And I really wouldn't be surprised end of the day if they win the series. Yeah, I like Tampa Bay, but again, it's a series. At least from that that first game, could be a war of attrition. Um, it's a series that that again, like like a few of these. It's not going to be over in a hurry. It could go six, could mm-hmm. go seven, but I, I, I certainly like the lightning there, and I think Carolina rolls. Um, we'll give Nashville, initially I was thinking one or two, we'll give them the Predators one at home, so I like Carolina to move uh, through there um, relatively easily. John, who you got? Yeah, I have the lightning. I think the lightning probably in maybe six or seven games, and then the Hurricanes, I would say, either a sweep or um, they give up one game in that series. Oh. So okay. who you got coming out? I'm taking Carolina. I, I'm taking Carolina to come out of that uh, that division. Um, I've never believed in their goaltending, and that's like two years now, three years now. But it's still working out. Alex, Alex Nedeljkovic has been excellent for them. James Reimer sitting there, and, yeah. and I mean they've they've been able to make it work. Um, I'm going to take the Hurricanes. In are, the they, are they the quietest one seed? I mean, or, or really, a team that still doesn't get, you know, the, I, and I know they're they're playing Carolina, mm-hmm. but just doesn't really get maybe the recognition. You know, guys like Sebastian Ajo, if you know, if he was He's in, great. oh if, yeah, if, great. If he was in whatever a Montreal, a Tro- yep. you know, Canadian market, uh, somewhere big, yeah, you know, he'd be a household name. So they kind of fly under the radar a little bit. For me to come out of the division, I, I, I and I think that'll be a tremendous series mm-hmm. again. That could go the distance like a broken record, but I. I'm not going to bet against uh, our old pals, you know, Mr. Sergachev and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, They can play physical, too. Uh, So I'll take the Lightning in, in, say, seven to beat out Carolina and and come out of there. And uh, I I struggled with that, too, but I'm picking the Lightning, and it all came down to I'd rather have Vasilevsky than Nedeljkovic. Yep. Right? And the only, like, I wouldn't be surprised if Carolina wins. But I think that happens if Florida and Tampa Bay kick the shit out of each other. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then, because I think Carolina's going to steamroll Nashville. Yeah. They're going to be well rested, you would think. Maybe not as bumped. Uh, yeah. yeah. Bumpy or For sure. May have a couple of extra days right? in there. Yeah. And, yeah. Yep. Yep. I get it. John, who are you coming out? 
Yeah, I have the Lightning winning the division as well. Okay. And now let's move to the West. We had the Golden Knights versus the Wild, and uh, a lot of neutral zone trapping for big chunks of that game. And then we also have the uh, President's Trophy winning Colorado Avalanche taking on the St. Louis Blues. Who do you think will win those two series, and who comes out of the West? Uh, the West, again, I mean, you talk about the President's Trophy winners. They they finish uh, basically in a dead heat, uh, you know, Colorado and Vegas. And I was kind of a little bit surprised. You think that the most wins, I, I thought that would have been perhaps a deciding factor, but it's wins in regulation. And that's uh, how Colorado kind of slips by and gets the, the number one, the President's Trophy, the number one seed throughout the whole thing. Avalanche will take out the Blues, and th that too is a real good series. Um, but, I, but I do like Colorado. I think they're... They're just too deep. They've had a taste of getting close, and I think this is the year they get a lot further than close. So I like the Avalanche to win that, and and then I, you know, you like Vegas, our old pal, Sneaky Pete. Yeah, Sneaky old, Pete. Uh, old Peter DeBoer, uh, former Spitfire, sat behind me in the bus my first year doing the game. So I can't bet against uh, Pete. So I, I like Vegas to, uh, to, even though Minnesota grabs the opener, they've had their number a good chunk of the season, and again another series that could go the distance. I'll take Vegas, and then. Uh, Maybe one of the best series of all, Vegas, Colorado. I'll, I'll, mm -hmm. I'll take the Avalanche to uh, to eliminate Vegas and, and come out of the West. Oof. Uh, I love Colorado. Like that game against St. Louis on Monday night. Yeah. Like they were all over them. They're like, ready if, to go. If not for Jordan Bennington, that could have been nine one. Yeah. Or ten one, <laughs> especially early on. Like Bennington did everything except score. Yeah. <laughs> like he even tried yeah. to fight at the end of the game. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. 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 Sounds like better. Yeah. Right, so I think Colorado looks great. My upset here, oh, Minnesota. You're taking Minnesota. And it's because it's something about the Wild. Whenever they play Vegas, they've beaten them. because they're boring and they don't go out. Yeah, <laughs> that's their problem. But that's fine, because they'll win the series. They won five of the eight mm -hmm. games this season. Vegas has actually only beaten Minnesota five out of 18 times mm -hmm. over the last three years. So there's something about that matchup. So I'm going to pick Minnesota as my upset in the first round. But they're going to lose to Colorado. Colorado wins that division. All right. Central, or so the West uh, for me was the easiest. I think Vegas over Minnesota. I think Colorado over St. Louis. And I think Colorado over Vegas. And I, for, for all the reasons you got, you said Beller, and for none of the reasons that Manny said. <laughs> <laughs> Rashad, are you going to toe the party line here, or what's going on? Yeah, I have Vegas over the Wild, and then I have Colorado over St. Louis. And, and I have who Vegas. wins? Uh, Vegas. Oh, all right. Boy, he's the only one who's right. got Vegas. So yep. we got three Colorados, one Vegas. But you're all on the Vegas train. I'm the only guy the picking only Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> Joke. <laughs> Dude, I got the Islanders winning the East Division. <laughs> Talk about going going out alone. Dude, that's that's, that's okay. I give you that. I give you that. <laughs> And now the All-Canadian North Division. We have the, the Edmonton Oilers facing the Winnipeg Jets and the Toronto Maple Leafs will take on the Montreal Canadiens for the first time in 42 years. Who wins these series and who comes out of the North? 
for for the Edmonton Winnipeg series, Winnipeg was the team, uh, and we had said this as well uh, a couple weeks ago on the podcast uh, that I thought had the best chance of beating Toronto in this division in a seven game series. They lose some guys; they've really fallen off the map. I think Edmonton wins this series. I think this is going to be a very long series. I I would like. I'm hesitant to say six. I'm I'm convinced it, it, at seven. I take I'll take Edmonton in this one. Uh, Mike Smith did me well in my fantasy league, so I'll give him respect for that. And I think the Leafs take Montreal in in a, harder than you think five games, but good test from from Montreal for Toronto. Um, Edmonton and Toronto. I, I mean, who gets to seven goals first? I think is what, <laughs> what that looks like for for a prediction. But uh, I'll I'll take the Leafs over it. Oh, what, what happens with the Leafs in goal? You know, you talk about who gets to seven. Mm-hmm. You're going to see some different goal. T- you're, you're not going to ride a guy, and if he's given up six a game, when do we see Frederick Anderson? Is, I, I is, think is it it's going to be first loss. Is it after the first? I think it's a lot Jitters. sooner than later. I think it's a lot sooner than later. I would almost Out of necessity think, or no. I think I think the pull and and I whether this is what the Panthers are doing or not too. I think they're going to get him into this series early, and and it might be game two. Um, they not to say they're going to go back and forth like Florida appears to be doing at this point or or what the, uh, some teams have done throughout the year. I think they're going to get him in there early, um, and then. Depending on on where we where we go, Sheldon's gonna call on or tap the the hot guy. But I think they've got to get him. I, they got to get him on the ice. They got to get him to play. And it, you're not gonna get him in the lineup in a game five or game six. Or it's you, asking too much. If you don't see, I'll say like if you don't see Frederick Anderson by game three, you're not gonna see him. And yeah. and he's you know it's it's Jack Campbell's run the rest of the way. I, I obviously like the Leafs. I mean. How can you not? Uh, we'll wait and see. Carey Price, uh, how effective is he going to be? Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll give the Habs one at home. I like the Leafs in five. And I like I like Edmonton a little bit quicker than, than most. I mean, yeah, Connor Hellebeck can steal games on his own. We'll wait and see. But, you know, the Edmonton Oilers, you know, even with the superstars at the top, if they get goaltending from mm-hmm. Mike Smith, I, I like Edmonton in a little bit quicker than most people would say, five or six. And and I do like the Leafs to knock out the Oilers, whatever, six, something like that. So I like the Leafs to wind up coming out of... They had better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right you're about that. all on the Leafs. <laughs> ah! There we go. There we go. What's in, the, what's in that G2 bottle over there? Looks okay. like a little absinthe. I don't think that's blueberry I, pomegranate. No. I got my vaccine on the weekend, so I'm feeling really good. <laughs> they may have to check you in for some of the... Yeah. You're gonna you'll be like one of Baffert's horses. Yeah. <laughs> I did have to I rub the, some ointment on me. I got a I got a sore arm, a bit of a headache, and I'm effing crazy. <laughs> Listen, if the Leafs do not sweep Montreal, then I think there's an issue in Toronto. Uh-huh. Like the Leafs are clearly the heavy favorite, and in fact, they're the heavy favorite by a landslide over any other series in this mm-hmm. first round. Yes. Like, the Leafs should sweep Montreal. Somehow, I don't think it's going to be a sweep, but Toronto wins. This is coming from a Montreal fan. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Toronto wins this series. But I'm just 
I have this feeling of Leaf fans, if they don't sweep Montreal, watching some of these other series play out, they might have some trouble down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Edmonton. I cannot go against the best player on the planet. I think it comes down to McDavid against Hellebuck, and I, I can't bet against no. McDavid. Um, and I think... He's going to do it. Yeah, the Oilers going to do it. Oilers are wow. going to beat the Leafs wow. to come out of the North Division. I don't think it's there's any way the NHL can lose this. You either have the best player mm-hmm. on the planet in the Final Four in Connor McDavid, or you have the second best player right now yep. in Austin Matthews coming out. And it'll be easier to sell the game to the U.S. fans because of Austin Matthews. And, of course, you'll have the majority of Canada rooting for the Maple Leafs, For sure. And fans, it's going to be interesting to see. I I obviously just heard that Montreal's going to, I believe, have, what, a couple thousand or something like that? 2,500, if there's a game six. Yeah. If there's a game six. They get that far. So we'll wait and see. But the difference between playing in front of nobody and whoever comes out of it, all of a sudden, you know, now when you hit a U.S. market, I mean, they, they've got a huge crowd in their building. It, it does pump you up. It says something. Yep. It, it, that's going to end up playing, I think, a, a, a part of it. I don't know if it, how fair it is. You come back to your... And who knows exactly how that's going to plan, just in terms of the border situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm sure they're working hard to get all that figured out. I think that plays a factor in the Final Four. John, John, what do you have in the North Division? Are you going Oilers-Toronto too? Yeah, I have Oilers-Toronto, but I think that the Canadians are going to make it just a little bit more interesting than people think they will. I think there's just something about them and the magic of the Canadians in the playoffs. I think they'll win a couple of games, make it a little more interesting. Magic of the Canadians in the playoffs. I'd love to be wrong there. (laughs) Who wins the division, John, for you? Uh, For me, the Oilers. boy. Oh, man. Two Oilers, two Leafs. Here we go. (laughs) Crazy so now, talk, boys. <laughs> so now that we have our final four, who's going to win the Stanley Cup, guys? Ooh. So uh, back Tough to what call. you said. <laughs> Tough call, everybody. <laughs> back to what you said, Beller. I think, you know, the fans will play a factor in this. Yeah, like, I agree. Carolina, we saw on Monday, oh. had 12,000 yeah. people. I think there was more than 12,000. Oh, it, it was loud. For sure. But the, the game, the Florida game as well. For in, sure. In Sunrise, Florida. Yeah. The, they were going crazy. They were, they were doing some uh, some Lakeshore Canadians <laughs> attendance counting in the <laughs> with an arena full of eighteen hundred. Oh, that's about seven hundred to me. Yeah, how's that fifty fifty? <laughs> um, I think the Avalanche win the cup, guys. Uh, as long as Philip Grubauer, former Spitfire, yep. stays healthy, I think Colorado will be very tough to beat. Even you know, you take a look at my final four. And you've got the number one ranked team, the Avalanche. Uh, Tampa Bay, overall standings-wise, eighth. The Bruins, tenth. And the Leafs, sixth. And I'm usually a guy that rides... Oh, that's Bruins-Leafs. That'd be Bruins-Leafs again. I'm usually usually a guy that picks first, second, third, and fourth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why are you going to pick a tenth? uh, But yeah, the way it would look would be Bruins-Leafs again. Um, I, 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 I... you know what? I've got Colorado winning it all, uh-huh. and uh, I. But I don't know. It's, there's some real tough. You know, Tampa Bay along. They're not going to be an easy out. How banged up are the Bruins? You get if you, if you do. I mean, my Bruins pick here. They could be toast 
you know, right? Yeah. You know that opening series. You know, with the we're game. literally watching the Islanders <laughs> lose right now. So, Beller, I feel you. But we'll wait and see. But I, I've got Colorado winning it all as well. I mean, going out on a limb and taking the president's <laughs> right, right. <I'm> not, <laughs> they look really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah Landis Cog, the old Kitchener Ranger. Right. There, there's a complete hockey player right there. Nate McKinnon. Yeah. yeah. Like even Just Yost the, looked really good. Oh, like for when sure. you the go down line. their lineup and we're talking about the ninth forward playing really well, like yeah. that's a deep team. Yeah. The blue line's insane. Right. All that. I think the one common factor when you go through some of these teams is. Like how many goalies are we really confident in right now? Right. That's you know, it. How That's many it. goalies are you really confident in? Manny, you said it already. I was watching the game Monday night, the Carolina um, Nashville game. I was watching it. I realized I w- went in the kitchen and went back into the living room. It's why is the volume so loud? Like I would never listen to the TV this loud. It was the exact same number it would be on there. But it's because there's actually people in there, right? Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, that's. Re- I remember this. Yeah. <laughs> I remember what this is like. Game. I'm all on board with the Carolina Hurricanes. I got them oh, winning the Stanley Cup this year. I think they are are. A, they've got great weapons up front. They've got Jordan Stahl, which if you watch a Carolina Hurricanes <laughs> broadcast, I texted this to Manny halfway through the night. I don't know if Mario Lemieux is in the top five all-time NHL players, according to them. Because Jordan <laughs> Stahl might be one through four. Like, I've never seen them compliment somebody on taking a drink of water the way they did to Jordan Stahl. I mean, there's there's so, so much question with so goaltending up in the air. Alex Nedeljkovic is going to be your game. Your, your it's so former stupid. Plymouth Whalers. It's yeah. so stupid, Beller, that like Nedeljkovic, James Reimer, yeah. and uh, Morazic. Yeah, they're three goalies, and they were their goalies last year. And they're, I mean, it, that to me doesn't make sense. But I, I love the D. I love the the forwards. I like the weapons. I think they. What are they going to do with their coach? The first uh, round, the Stanley Cup. Uh, Where's he going to end up? Seattle. <laughs> yeah, Brindamore. Right? Love yeah. Brindamore. I'm I'm all in on the Hurricanes. You love yes. Rod the Bod. Eh? I, I love it. How do you not? Look, yeah. we got our own Rod the Bod and John Rashad. <laughs> yeah. and we love him too. But Rod the Pod is that's the man right there. John the Bod. Who do you? Who's your Cup winner? <laughs> well, there goes my I, Chromebook. Yeah. <laughs> for my yeah. final four, I have the Lightning and the Pens, and then Vegas and Edmonton, and then for the uh, Cup, I have uh, Tampa beating Edmonton. <clears throat> Ooh, McDavid Ooh. gets to the final. Good wow. for him. That would be something. Wow. Good picks, boys. I'm looking. F- I'm really pumped about the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. This is and and like Beller had alluded to right at the very beginning there. The first couple games, like the first day of the playoffs, three of the four games going to overtime. Like it, it's already setting up to be exactly what we've been hoping it was going to be. And, and if mine came, through, can you imagine another Leafs Bruins? Oh, and, and, oh. If the Leafs can't get by him this time. They may fold. Fold the <laughs> franchise. They're going to move with the yeah. Toronto Rock to Hamilton. Oh. <laughs> and now it's time for our play of the week. Can you believe what we just saw? This is incredible. You know, guys, i got to be honest. I have goosebumps. Unbelievable. Oh, my God. Brought to you by Shane Topolovic. Oh my gosh, you talk about Rod the Bot. <laughs> Shane Topolovic of Next Level Athletics in Windsor, specializing in sport training. The guy can't even walk through a door straight. He's got to walk in sideways <laughs> yeah. just because of the pecs and the, the, the arms. Shane the vein. <laughs> <laughs> 
man. And with so many good plays, the top play picked by you, the fans, comes from the NHL playoffs. Hartman in a battle with McNabb. Brodeen out in front. Here's a chance. What a save! Flurry maybe his best on Kaprizov. Fleury made a bunch of tremendous saves in Game 1 against the Wild, and that one might have been the best. And uh, that start meant the Flowers the only goalie in NHL history to play in 15 consecutive postseasons. That's quite an accomplishment. Is it possible to say uh, that Marc-Andre Fleury is underappreciated? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pittsburgh let him go. Like, <laughs> I think he's they very just made him available. Yeah. Vegas, uh, we'll... we'll We'll pick up this guy. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Two-time cup, two cup winner, yeah. right? Like, I think he's one of the best goalies in the NH- in NHL history, and I don't think he gets the due that he deserves. No, I agree. I mean, first first overall pick, right? And and that's always a tough thing to do. In his career now, he's played 880-something games. He's almost at 500 wins. He's got Stanley Cups. Like, I, I don't know what else you can ask from a resume. I, I feel like he's one of those guys that if you were to just, like, blind box his box score and his career stats, I'd be like, should this is this guy a Hall of Famer? Is this guy... And, I think unequivocally everyone would say no, but I still feel like there's a lot of doubt around him. The Vegas Golden Knights, I feel like, I even did that with Robin Liner. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I... On watching game one on Sunday, like I was just floored by the saves he was making. Yeah. Like it was unbelievable. It, it ends up one nothing. Right. Mm-hmm. In overtime. He, he he did everything except score for, for sure. Vegas. Yeah, and, and I know we night. I mean, here they are, a team that finished tied for the overall lead in this he could win another Stanley Cup. Very He's well. Definitely could, definitely. Very could. well. So look for our poll next Monday on our social media accounts. We will post the candidates. For the top play of the week every Monday at Podcast FFC on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, I was actually really surprised nobody picked the Nets Razzle Dazzle. Like the Brooklyn yeah, Nets. That was play. nice. That was nice. They looked like the Showtime Lakers there. And now let's move on to Rapid Fire. Are you ready? And we have more hockey to start with. The Detroit Red Wings announced on Tuesday that Jeff Blaschel is coming back as head coach. Some people have reached out on social media. Grant likes it. Tony doesn't. You guys are just minutes away from Detroit. Thumbs up or thumbs down? I'll say thumbs up. I mean, we know what the Red Wings are. It's a major rebuild. You know, after the Anthony Mantha deal, it was, you know, very obvious. It doesn't matter. I mean... Somewhere along the line, and it depends where guys like Gerard Gallant, he would be a popular choice. Everybody knows, you know, the relationship with Iserman, and the relationship with the Red Wings to come back. But the time's not right. I mean, how long are you going to... This rebuild is going to take a while. Um, so, and I think Steve Eiserman's patient enough. Jeff Blaschel, not the flashiest name, but they're, they're not about to challenge anybody here. It's baby steps for them, and, and I think it's a good move. A little stopgap measure. He's not going to ruin anything. It's a comfortable situation, so so I, I think it's fine for the time being. When the time is right, a few years from now, and hopefully through the draft and some deals, and they're back to being a pretty good club again, um, maybe then you'll see a change for, for a, you know, a bigger name and a higher profile guy to come into Detroit. For for all the reasons you said, Beller, I, I 100% agree. Um, you know, with with Blash, I don't think he's the guy that's going to be there when it really counts, and so I don't really see a problem with 
him being there now. Um, the one thing of Jeff Blaschel that I've never been a fan of, and this was more of a sell from Mike Babcock than anything, is is that he was a development coach. Have the young kids on that in that program developed? No. But the one thing that I will give him credit for as a, as a fan watching outwardly and not really knowing what the, that circle is, that's not a very good team. No. But they do play hard. They, they have not, from, from what I can see from the games that I've watched, they've not folded in the tent. And that's when the coach has to go. So they might be playing for him. I don't think he's necessarily done his job developing these young players, and it may come a time, and you know, this may be one year, this may be two years for for Blashley. We're not. This isn't a six-year deal that they just signed for him, but there'll be a time where we have to move some of these young stars along in their careers. But for right now, I don't really have a problem with it. You made my point. Like this is thumbs down for me. Like if he's not developing young guys. But are they developable? Uh, some of the guys, some well, of the guys sh- on this. Not team. all of them. I totally agree. Like, there's some guys who probably shouldn't be in the NHL mm-hmm. or on this team. Mm-hmm. But there are some other young players who could be very good pros. Mm-hmm. And if if you guys are saying Blashill's not going to be there when this team is good, make the move now and find somebody else to develop these guys so you can move the process along a little bit quicker. I know. Rob, who's an avid listener of the pod, thinks that way too. He doesn't like this move. I'm like, cut the cord, guys. My my problem with that, Manny, is is who are you going to bring in as a head coach to replace him? Number one, Rocky taking, Thompson taking a job. Well, here's the thing: taking a job that you're not winning is going to turn off pretty much all the veteran head coaches you'd be looking for. And are the Red Wings really in a position to also get? the feet wet of a head coach when they're trying to do that with so many young prospects that are coming along the way. Like a Rocky Tom. Like, and there's so many teams already that are looking for it, will be, and we'll wait and see as the playoffs and who gets eliminated or some upsets, but there's certainly going to be some teams looking for head coaches here. We, we know that. And uh, on that note, uh, the Rangers join the Coyotes and the Blue Jackets as teams looking for new head coaches. Who do you think will join that uh, list of teams next? Uh, I think you're Canucks. Yeah. Uh, John, I think there's already rumors that Jim Benning's time is almost done in Vancouver. And if he does go, you know a new guy's going to want to bring in his own guy as a coach. And with the Canucks not making the postseason, I can see Travis Green losing his job. You always hate when a guy loses his job. Yeah, I, mean, I know. If, <laughs> we're, all, listen, we're all in the same boat here. Yeah, yeah. We're all in the same boat. Exactly. Um, but uh, if I was going to pick a guy, I think it's your your Canucks job. Yeah, you can always go to the bottom of the, the list of uh, you know the, the standings and see yeah. kind of where, where we're missing, right? Buffalo's already taking care of their business. You know, New Jersey's coach is new enough. Columbus has already done that. Detroit announced their theirs. Calgary made their move. San Jose, I don't think, is, is going to make a change there. The only other one that kind of stands out for me is maybe L.A., but I, I think they're maybe a little bit further along than where Detroit is in that you know, Todd McClellan there right now. I don't really know why you'd want to get rid of him, but Montreal may be the answer too. Like Ducharme's an only interim tag, right? That's, right. That's true. Let's see. And if I'm, Toronto sweeps Montreal, then who knows? Yeah, there, there there could be. I mean, there could be an opening there. And you take a look too at Montreal. How, how how's the general manager? 
you know, <laughs> seem to survive all of this year after year. And, and boy, I need a haircut. Uh, we'll throw <laughs> him in the boat as well. And, and of course, uh, the expansion Kraken. Right. Mm-hmm. They need a coach, right? If yeah. They're the yeah. obvious ones. <laughs> yeah. And something near and dear to our hearts, the OHL has announced key dates for the upcoming season, including Drop opening night. <laughs> <laughs> opening night is October 7th. Guys, will this actually happen? Beller's got opening night May 20th. <laughs> Let's go, boy, Scott. Hey, I, I, I actually did lose a box of beer on that one. I said there would be OHL hockey at some point this year. Uh, this season, there was not, so that cost me. Uh, I still haven't got the box of beer. Yeah, no, it, was with my, it was actually with my brother-in-law, season ticket holder with the darn stinking London Knights. Those stinking Knights. Yeah, but... Um, you know, we'll, we'll wait and see. I, I do think that that is opening night. Is that is that a Thursday, I believe? Yeah, yeah, you'll see the Spitfires in action, I think, that night. Maybe Manny's attack will come down. We'll have a little bit of fun with that. But but I, I do think, I mean, hey, it's been a year. The Quebec League got in some games. It was stops and starts along the way. The West managed to play some, uh, nothing at all in the O. Uh, yeah, come early October, drop the puck, and uh, and let's get this thing going. Yeah, I think it was important for the league to come out with these key dates, too, because Mm -hmm. fans were so disappointed that there wasn't a season, Mm -hmm. right? And I think it's vital that the league does have a season or else top prospects are going to go elsewhere, NCAA, USHL to play. So I do think the season will get started in October. Like Being down here in Windsor, John, you may not have heard, but people are now being allowed to cross the border to get the vaccine. So... The fact that they're allowing that to happen, I think they're, that we will be able to get a season in. My only question is, I don't think we'll have capacity crowds yet. I, I think there will mm-hmm. still be a limit on some crowds. Absolutely. but And that, too, is vital for teams because that's how they make their money. Right. But uh, I do think that we'll see hockey. I think there's a couple of teams that, if that's the case, would prefer not to have hockey again just yeah, I, for, for I, the absolute cost, right? Uh, you know, my answer is the same, but my answer is, is a little bit harsher in the sense that they better. Like, yeah. you better play hockey this year. I, I don't think that's, you know, that's not a health concern. That's not forcing anything on anybody. Like, the Ontario Hockey League has got to play this year. You've got to figure out how you're going to do this. And if that means no fans, if that means... You know, limited contact or however you want to you play it. Like the OHL has got to play this year. Yeah, we've got to broadcast some hockey. Yes, <laughs> we might be doing it from back here. But. Yeah. Hey, we, we you never know. A remote broadcast from Andy's backyard. Best ever. And a lot of our listeners have been commenting on the video of Kevin Pillar being hit in the face with that 94-mile-an-hour fastball. He's going to see a facial specialist now. Um, is there anything baseball can do to protect their players? No. I don't think there is, right? No. Like uh, Some people were commenting on our social media that why didn't Pilar move out of the way? It's 94 miles <laughs> per hour coming way. in. Sure, go stand on the Via Rail tracks, and when you see the headline, uh, yeah. the headlight, just wait you know, 0.3 seconds to yeah. impact and get out of the way. I, I, that particular play, I don't think you can. I mean, you saw the pitcher's reaction as he threw it. He was down almost as fast as Pilar was. Like, oh, man, I lost that one right out of the hand, right out of the gate. Uh, that I don't think there's any way to protect somebody from. I mean, if you're, you know, you're wearing helmets, a full face shield is is that really necessary? Not, these guys aren't going to do no. that. No, no. I'm I'm amazed how quickly the full ear to mouth 
shield has has been used and and caught on. I mean, other than that, I don't think you're you're. I mean, just able to see out of the eye. Like you're now going to take the vision out of the left eye and get these guys to try to hit the ball. Like there's no there's nothing else you can do. We posted this story at uh, Podcast FFC on social media. Uh, former Blue Jay great Jose Bautista says he loves bat flips. What do you guys think? I like bat, bat flips too. Yeah. I, I think it's great to show emotion and personality in the game. Now, if it's 15-1 and you're hitting a home run and you're throwing your bat, then uh, maybe there's a time and a place. Sure. It's like any sport, like hockey too. I think Ken said that on social media too, that, yeah, you got to pick your spot. There's a way to answer. I mean, same within hockey. You're up seven one. You go by the other bench. You show. You usually get punched in the face somewhere along the line. Uh-huh. You're gonna you're gonna get it back in spades. But yeah, there's gonna be a little bit of fun in the in the games. I think as well without show. And the same thing. The pitcher next time up doesn't have to bean the guy because you know let them have a little bit of fun anyway. Yeah, I I'd have no rules against bat flips. If you're down fifteen one and you get a hold of one. Well, who cares if you if you really want to flip the puck? I mean, you're going to eat one. Yeah, <laughs> there's one coming at you the the next time around. So is that fair then? That to bean the guy if the next guy? Absolutely. To, if yeah. you're dumb enough to flip, you know, in in a in a scenario <laughs> that time and you know talk about time and place. If you're dumb enough to do it at the wrong time, then you're you have to have some sense to know that that something's going to come back. And I totally agree. Like yeah. there's a time and a place. Like Tony Larusa was speaking out because you're mean Mercedes. Hit a home run off a 3-0 pitch. Yeah, like he took the green light himself. I think it was it was a 47 mile per hour. Yeah, and the game was like 15-4 at the time. Like, yeah, off of the Twins right fielder or first baseman or like, whatever it was. Come on, Mercedes, easy. Just just take the pitch, right? Like, come on. He's like, Nah, it's there. I'm gonna hit it. Yeah. <laughs> what the heck? It's a good pitch. And a story we also posted online. Lions coach Dan Campbell says he wants to bring an actual lion to their NFL practice. And he would feed him his arm. (laughs) Great joke. I love the joke. I thought it was a great joke by Dan Campbell. But I'd be nowhere near that facility at all. No, I mean, the way this guy talks, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a damn lion at, <laughs> at NFL practice. And the way that roster is shaping up, I wouldn't be surprised if he's there opening night, <laughs> inside linebacker, maybe protecting their new quarterback, Jared Goff, on the left end, maybe. I, I don't know. Left I, tackle? I might pick this kid on fantasy. I don't <laughs> this, this, would, this would be my guy. Dan Campbell's crazy. Yeah. He's crazy. And it's so funny how some of the, and maybe it's just this year, some of the NFL coaches that have been hired are absolute lunatics. And it's <laughs> Rock, great. paper, scissors. Yeah, yeah, yeah you play them. <laughs> like, hey, Lighting kneecaps. It's great. <laughs> Go, you know what? If, if guys need to feed off that, if that's where the energy comes from, if they need to see that from their coach, then, then God, God bless them. I mean, I would not want to see said lion loose. If it was in a cage, I'd probably walk by a little bit. I'd oh, the, that's not going to fly. Uh, gonna zoo, but <laughs> oh, 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 you, yeah. you unleash that thing and, uh, yeah. and, and I don't even know if my Equinox is going to protect me. So. <laughs> and finally, which would you rather have? The beer bats they're selling at the Myrtle Beach Pelicans baseball games or uh, Blake Griffin's McLovin Air Jordan sneakers? Have you seen these things? We posted <laughs> both on social so media. The beer bats are huge! I know. 
the beer bats are corked. <laughs> no, you ever feel though you will be cork? Man. No, no, to me, to me, I got lots of sneakers, man. I go beer bat all day. Oh yeah, look, I'm a, I'm a flip a flip flop guy from May to September. I, I don't need no more shoes. No, give me a couple of those bats. Come on, I could have a beer anytime. The shoes are worth way more. I want the shoes. <laughs> and that's our show for today. Remember to email us with your feedback and show ideas and even your own hot takes at fourfutureconsiderations at gmail.com. You don't want the beer bat? <laughs> I, you crazy? Joe, I was just arguing are for you, the sake of arguing. Are you crazy? Have you seen me? Like, I drink <laughs> beer all the time. You want to sit at a, I low, want a, beer bat. At a low A affiliate game <laughs> for the Chicago Cubs? Yes. And have yourself a G2 with uh, absinthe <laughs> that you're drinking right now? Hey. <laughs> and have some cool what, McLovin what, shoes? What, what, what is the G2 all about? Oh, the you're G2's being a good big. No, no, you mix it. Oh, mix it's a what? mix. It's not. It's not blueberry pomegranate. There's I know, something, it's, there's some something else in there, okay, boys. It's glowing. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's that stuff that you put on your lawn to kill the weeds, isn't it? <laughs> hey, maybe it's not the vaccine it's, that's making me wild. They had that at the Bruce Nuclear when I was a kid. <laughs> oh oh yeah, social media. <laughs> <laughs> check out our social media podcast FFC on Twitter and Instagram. You can find us on Facebook at ForFutureConsiderations.com. If you look up in the sky right now, you can see a reflection of where Windsor, Ontario is from, from the Manny's radiation backyard. that's going through Manny right now on his G2 bottle. Oh. And uh, we are not done for this week. Remember to stay tuned for our next episode called The OT, which will drop on Friday. Yeah, that's right. We will continue our trip down memory lane. Look back at the Windsor Spitfires 2009-2010 OHL Championship and Memorial Cup Championships with a guy who scored some big goals for the Spits back in the day. Dale Mitchell will join us on the OT. Yeah, Beller, you uh, remember those titles and, and remember Dale quite well. The, my greatest memory of Dale Mitchell was the, the graphic they put on the scoreboard of his mustache yeah, growing yeah, yeah. <laughs> to make the crowd get louder. So, can't wait to talk to him about that. Absolutely. And a guy, again, that had a big heart. Not the biggest guy, but I'll tell you what, scored some big goals and uh, battled hard all the time. And, uh, you know, everybody says there, there's you know, several different opinions on one of the great teams, but that that team was dominant. But the time when they went out mm -hmm. to Brandon, they were on a mission. That twenty ten team, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. They they just they demolished people. Hey Beller, hope you had some fun with us hey, today. Thanks for joining hey, us. As always, thanks for the for the cold ones. Always have a good time and uh um yeah, I'll, I'll be back from time to time. Ah boy, that's yeah, what we like yeah, to hear. Yeah. Hey, I, I gotta do something. That's yeah. Andy may like not even be home, but he's still gonna be here. <laughs> Man's way, like, Beller's in the backyard, sitting there having a couple, yeah! And the TV set up, the game's on, the yeah. cooler's right there. Oh, yeah. Like I said, man didn't have to ask me twice. He didn't. I, yeah. I just showed up. By, by the end of the summer, you'll be neon, just like this guy is. <laughs> the neighbors are like, who's that guy sunning himself in their backyard? They're not even home. Hey, yes. wait till the pool gets oh, in. Oh, geez. it'll be all over. And, and they're sad. It's not John the Bod. <laughs> <laughs>
old, old oh. man, old man suntanning, not a good sight. Oh, thanks to Beller for joining us again. Uh, we want to thank our other sponsors too. London Awnings, quality that shows. Yeah, yeah, and we want to thank Shane Topolovic as well, Next Level Athletics in Windsor, specializing in sport training, tanning as well. Shane the Bane. Oh, there he is. <laughs> and we will talk to you on Friday. Thanks for listening to For Future Considerations. That was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. In my opinion, that sucked. Their mentality's awful. Their attitude's awful. It's been their M.O. for the last three years. Tonight I saw and heard one of the most disgusting, rudest, sick demonstrations in my entire career. Probably the worst. It's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. You're still here? It's over. Go home.